have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast, where we discuss self-esteem, worthiness, and transformation through a gay lens. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. My name is Jeremy, and I am your host. Uh, This is a getting real episode this week, so I'm just going to be telling you a little bit about what's been going on for me. And uh, do forgive me, I do have a little bit of a cold that I'm just getting over. So I just wanted to let you know that this this past week's actually been quite difficult for me. I've actually wanted to just get honest and vulnerable with you all about sometimes having difficult moments in your life that crop up and figuring out how to deal with them. And you know, this this last few months, I've been really focused on building this podcast and building this community of people where we can be engaged and talk about issues that are facing the LGBTQ community. And sometimes having personal things that come up affect how well, you know, we can respond to things that we're trying to create. And so this last week, I'll just let, let you know like what's been going on. I found out about a couple of deaths last week, which was quite um, quite frustrating, quite sad to hear that one of my friends had taken his own life. I had injured myself as well. I had uh, had a bike fall that some of you heard about on my Instagram stories, and it held me back from being able to take a trip on the train that I work on. So that was uh, a bit of a financial constraint as well. And to top it all off, I woke up with a cold last week. And all while I was supposed to be working on the train and also running a half marathon this past weekend, which I did decide to run because I really wanted to commit to that commitment. So basically the feelings that come up when you're, you know, you've got life happening. I spent a lot of last week alone inside in the dark, licking my wounds, you know, feeling a little bit sorry for myself and feeling alone not knowing how to reach out for emotional support when, you know, I actually, I do have tons of friends, but sometimes life just feels so heavy, you know, that everything, you know, sometimes out of nowhere, things seem to be holding you back. And it's hard to remember how to do the things that, you know, are good for you, like reaching out to your friends. And the thing is, it was a little bit more than just a bad week. I've had to deal with some uh, financial realities and sort of face the music as well as, you know, some of the sad news that I was experiencing. So I realized that I was actually depressed. And I know this because I've been depressed before a few times in my life. You know, throughout my teen years, I had a heavy, heavy depression that led me to suicidal thoughts. And I was medicated for it as a teen. And this also led to reckless experimentation with drugs that later got me in trouble with the law and severe addiction to crystal meth for a few years of my life. Also, it hit me when I was supposed to make a decision about my future, when I had gone back to school and I was, you know, in the academic world and I was deciding between social work and criminology in my 20s. I struggle with decisions as well. And so I was depressed then. And then also when I was drinking and using a lot of cocaine in my late 20s and feeling like I was out of control, I also suffered from depression then. I couldn't shake 
a lot of the feelings that came up in certain times in my life. So I self-medicated and often repeated vicious cycles of pain where I would, you know, I would drink and party to avoid how I was feeling and then spend a week full of regret all to repeat the same cycle the following weekend. And to be honest, when I came back from Bali in December, just this past year, with all these hopes and inspiration, you know, to carry a message of hope and love and inspire a community. And for the first time in my life, I knew that there was, this was something I had to do, something I could not stop thinking about, that it was going to happen with or without my permission. That's how really how powerful it felt. This was this journey to worthy that I was on this podcast I was creating which was very exciting because it's never something I've experienced before where I just knew that it's something I had to complete. But I have had some hard days. I have had to rely on my own belief when other people didn't believe that this podcast was a good idea or that it was going to go anywhere. When people tell me I should be working in my field that my degree is in, which perhaps one day I will, but I've been putting my energy into trying to create the journey to worthy and trying to give and find answers to issues and to find evidence that all of it works out in the end, you know, trusting the universe that it'll all come together and keep a positive mindset. But it is actually really hard when your mind and sometimes people are against you. You know, sometimes in life when we're floating along, you know, fighting to stay afloat when things are hard, sometimes money is tight, sometimes you lose balance in your routine, you haven't been going to the gym or you injure yourself or something in life is holding you back. Maybe you're afraid to do what you love because you're afraid it won't make money. Maybe you're acting out in behavior, you know, whether it's sex, shopping, food, I get it. How the hacker is supposed to keep a positive attitude and not pout on the couch and watch Netflix, which definitely is something I was doing last week. When things start going bad, even just for a week or a few days, if you're prone to depression, the world suddenly seems so heavy, like there's no way out and no solution. And the only way to cope is to hide or to run away. The last thing I want to do is talk to someone or even admit that I'm feeling depressed in that moment or that mind frame. Because that means that I'm weak or something's wrong with me, which is a huge problem. And that is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about depression and how real it is, and how we need to support people more when they are feeling this way. Two of my friends in the last three years have hung themselves. My dear friend Erica in 2016, and just a few weeks ago, my friend Logan. Now both people who struggled with self-esteem and depression and substance abuse for years. And Logan was only in his late 20s. So this was a big blow to hear about. And the thing is that it's interesting to say in the political climate that we live in, especially here in Canada, things are looking up. But depression, drug abuse, and suicide are still a major issue that needs to be addressed. Some of you may have read an article released last year called Together Alone, the Epidemic of Gay Loneliness. So this is a really great article for you to read. It really highlights the severity of depression among gay men and the LGBTQ community. There's a number of quotes that are really, really great. In uh, explaining some of the feelings that I've had over the years to put thoughts into words, one of them is that gay men are primed to expect rejection. The author stated that they're, we're constantly scanning social situations for ways 
We may not fit into them. We struggle to assert ourselves. We replay our social failures on a loop. And that's something that happens for me, especially when I'm in that depressed, anxious state. There is also a local researcher that contributed to the article named Solway. And he studied how suicide and HIV are the leading causes of death among gay and bisexual men. He found that suicide is actually killing more gay men than HIV and AIDS. And that also gay men are four times more likely to commit suicide than straight men. Another quote from the article stated that all of us, you know, when we're young, we're deeply confused or lying to ourselves for a good chunk of our adolescence about our sexuality. But it's not comfortable for us to show that to other people. So we show other people what the world shows us, which is that nastiness. And this is um, an example of how sometimes, you know, we struggled with our sexuality and had to hide it. And then we come out and it's not easy. People think that once we come out, it'll be a lot easier, especially in a, you know, gay accepting culture, uh, as we might have here in Canada and some parts of the United States. But it's actually more stress and more difficult. And sometimes what we're shown is nastiness and the best way we know how to respond is what we've been shown. Another comment stated how for other minority groups, living in a community with people like them is linked to lower rates of anxiety and depression. And it helps to be close to people who instinctively understand you. But for us in the gay community, sometimes the effect is the exact opposite. It's actually more difficult to actually deal with it because there's a constant comparison. So as a gay man, I have felt like I needed to create this image, this perfect image of my life, so that way it meant that I would be accepted and my life would be a fulfilling one. And one of the comments in the article also points that out, that many, many men go years without realizing that the things they're striving for and having this perfect body, doing more and better work than their colleagues, you know, having the ideal weekend grinder hookup event, are actually reinforcing their own fear of rejection. And I can account for that because sometimes the things that I chase to think that I will be more fulfilled, that ideal relationship or hookup or job, or if I own the right things, if I dress the right way, it's perpetuating this need to be accepted. And it does stem from a feeling of fear of rejection. So I would tell you, I spent much of my adult life still trying to fit in, to fit into society as a man, a gay man, and often still trying to figure out what that looks like. I stumble and I fall, and I've had to face some realities about myself. And when I'm down, I am really down. Which is why I need to remember to reach out for help. So this week, when I was going through my feelings and my, my downside, I spoke to my recovery sponsor and I ratted myself out about how I was you know, feeling like I was melting down. I got vulnerable. I told him I didn't want to say what I was feeling, but I was going to do it because I knew it was good for me. I also reached out to my friend Dustin, who is a life coach, and he's my former boss at the Modus Wellness Clinic, which is where I was working over the last few months in the winter. They're a mobile wellness clinic that provides services to wherever their patients are. Great, great clinic. And I'll post the link to their website on the show notes as well. 
But Justin really helped me break through some of my barriers that I was creating in my own mind. And he was able to see or help me to get real about my doubts in my life and my career path. And, you know, facing some of the financial insecurities that I might have. And sometimes that feeling of hopelessness, you know, that feeling of hopelessness that comes up when we just don't know what's next. And we feel like maybe the whole bunch of things have been packed up and holding us down. You know, the world is holding us back. Sometimes that feeling of hopelessness seems so overwhelming that you can't imagine ever getting to the other side of it. And that's exactly what I was experiencing last week. I spent days at home alone, not really talking to many people, not wanting to do the things that I knew were good for me because it was a struggle just to get up and to do what I needed to do, especially when you're sick. It like compounds it even more. And what Dustin did was he helped me to see is that this is not just my experience. This is also an experience that successful and happy people out there are also having. They're not absent of these experiences or feelings, but it's how they deal with these feelings that count. So for me, what I'm doing on this episode is I'm owning them. And I'm telling you all that sometimes when I wake up and the world is a scary place and I feel doomed and hopeless and so afraid, to be willing to talk openly about what's going on for me, to show you that I'm not afraid, to not let fear and shame hold me back from getting real and getting humble and asking for help. Because otherwise, I'm going to be all alone in these feelings and nothing will change. And what my biggest message is for you, I hope that all of you know by now, is that all I want for you to know is that you are not alone. Everyone has down days. And please reach out if you do, if you're experiencing any of these feelings. Because after I say how I'm feeling out loud and I realize that I can deal with it, or if I reach out to someone else who I know I can count on to build me up, you know, then that's how I learn how to deal with it. At least by reaching out and admitting what's going on for me, I have a chance to overcome it. Because I don't know how long it's going to take for me to deal with it by myself or even if I'll be capable of it. And when people or situations come into my life at that moment when I need encouragement, what I need to do is actually listen to them. Because sometimes people will try to tell you that you are better than you're making yourself sound. You know, like trying to argue with that voice that you've created in your own head about how, how not great you are. And someone will say, no, you're actually really great. What you need to do is actually hear them, actually listen to them and soak in some of the things that they're saying because you need to hear it because you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are just a bunch of things that are created and come up, but you are not your thoughts. And if you don't come out in a short period of time out of these dark places, it might actually be a sign that you need to talk to someone about them, someone more, someone more professional, and actually make an appointment to get professional help. You know, talk, consider talking to someone like a counselor or a coach or your doctor or, you know, your public health nurse. Because the reality of it is that for some people, it's not just a couple of days Luckily, I know through previous experiences that 
I can't do all of that alone. And so I was able to walk out of that feeling of depression and reach out and wrap myself out, even though it was uncomfortable, but I knew that I had to do it. And there's been times in my past where that was not possible. And I spent, you know, weeks in bed, depressed or self-medicating myself with drugs and alcohol or sex to just avoid how I was feeling. And now I know that the most important thing for me to do is to feel my feelings, to just experience my feelings, acknowledge them, and then move through them. And I know that you can do that too. I know that it's not always easy. And I hope that this podcast is just at least a small message of encouragement to you to take ownership of your life and to reach out when you need help because there's a lot of services out there and a lot of people that were, are so ready to help other people and that you don't have to be alone. If you feel like it might be a good time to reach out and talk to someone, please do. Please talk to a friend, talk to a family member. If you need support in your life, don't be afraid. Don't feel like you need to handle everything yourself. Please. I've heard too much about how people have committed suicide or overdosed on drugs, especially in this last couple of weeks, especially in this last couple of years. Don't try to mask the pain and face the feelings alone. You don't have to. There are people who want to help. If you're in Vancouver, there is a number of resources, especially if you're in the queer community. You can reach out to the Health Initiative for Men or Community, the Gay and Lesbian Center. There's also a really great website that I just looked at uh, called Heads Up Guys. So on this website, you can actually do a self-check on how you've been handling things in your life to see if it is actually in your interest to meet up with someone. And so one of the interesting things that came up when I took the self-check test was that it asks, are these the things that you're trying to, that these the ways that you're dealing with things? And it said, are you trying to solve everything on your own? Are you not wanting to be a burden to your friends? Are you not wanting to look weak or crazy? These are the stumbling blocks that hold us back from breaking through this depression or these moments of darkness in our minds. So please take action. Uh, the, the test that you do there, it'll give you a score. And if your score is 10 or higher, or if you've been having a hard time, basically it says that maybe you should consult a doctor or a healthcare pr practitioner. So these are just a few things to bring to reality. Also, if you live in British Columbia, there is crisis center, which you can call, which is 1-800-SUICIDE. And if you ever feel like you need to reach out, please don't be afraid. You actually don't know what can happen once on, you're on the other side of these feelings. And I know how big and scary it can be. But my message is to you is that I've watched a lot of people go and take their lives. And I felt like taking my life in my past as well. But today I refuse. Today I refuse to let my darkness in my mind win. I know through my experiences that I'm capable and worthy of a wonderful life. It doesn't always feel like it. And sometimes the world throws me curveballs that I don't always know how to handle. But now I know that I need to reach out. And I hope that you do too. Please, 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 if you ever need support, reach out. I know that's a bit of a heavy episode for this week, but I just wanted to tell you that sometimes life is heavy 
And this was a tough week for me, but you know what? I didn't let it hold me back. I did have an injury. I did have a cold. I did have depression going on, but I still got up and I made myself run the half marathon, the BMO half marathon. It went okay. Paying for it a little bit today because I'm feeling like the cold that I had didn't go away because I stressed my body further. You know what? I was capable of following through with that commitment that I held with myself. And that's something else that I've learned about honoring uh, what I plan to do for myself. So please, 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 if you need any support, reach out, reach out to me. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram. My username's at journey to Jeremy. Please check out the show notes. I'm going to put all the links for any supports that you might need in the show notes on journey to worthy.com. That's journey number two worthy.com. And again, forgive me for my cold and my nasally voice this week. It's a little bit of a shift from my usual uh, positive, upbeat, encouraging message that I hope that you usually like receiving. But it's just really important to me that you all know that you're not alone and that there is support out there for you. And I hope that you all embrace that and just know that you are worth an amazing life. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great rest of your week and look forward to another interview with Journey to Worthy next week.